In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast, where we focus on real men doing real life in real time while living in the stress bubble of life. Males are born, men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed, saying, The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood the man card belongs to those protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong a man is as a man does enjoy today's episode men in the arena we salute you we honor you for getting it done in the stress bubble of life hey men we're in this together males retreat and get out of the stadium, but you have jumped into the fray of manhood, and we're fighting in the arena together. Thank you, guys, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast, Equipping Men in 10. So we're excited to be with you this morning. Uh, I'm pumped about uh, our topic today. Uh, I'm here with my brother from another mother, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. So now, uh, we should probably say this to the people. With the equipping men in 10, instead of using a man word, you're doing a man law. I am. And we purposely uh, keep this from each other. I don't know what you're going to say right now, because it, it helps me to just give you my gut response. As long as you're not talking about like, you know, the length of my shorts or something like that. But, yeah. Or, or my uh, Chuck Norris, you know, Daisy Dukes. Those are action pants. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just scary. What's our man law for today, brother? Thou shalt not sell out thy friends. Oh, that's good, man. That's really good. Yeah. That's I, all I have to say about that. That's good. Don't sell well, your buddies I mean, out. You know, you know what's cool is, is uh, it, it's important for us in our lives to have one or two, three or four. If a guy's got three or four, he's blessed. If a guy's got one and two, man, that's awesome. Guys that have his back. Uh, I have a friend of mine who says, I want guys who I can take into a dark alley and I know they'll protect my back. And so I think that's important. I've got, a, I've got a, a, maybe a handful of guys I think I could go into battle with. And uh, they would have my back in all situations. And I know that because we have a history mm-hmm. of that. You can't just find a buddy and go, dude, we got each other's back. I think there's a history yeah. that's involved there, right? Yeah. Once the cops come, everybody scatters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like the guy. In the, I got you, bro. It's like the guy in the bear cave and these two guys hiking and they, yeah. they walk into that grizzly. There's a sleeping grizzly bear and they wake it up and it's snarling and they take off running. And as soon as they get out of the cave, the one guy gets down on one of his knees and starts untying his shoes. And the guy says, what are you doing, man? He goes, I'm taking off my boots and putting on my running shoes. He goes, why? You're going to die, man. You cannot run that bear. And he says, all I got to do 
is outrun you. <laughs> That's a guy who doesn't have your back. I'd just push you down. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You'd have to because I know I can outrun you, buddy. I'd probably pull a hamstring on the way oh, out. No, but, uh, I'm pretty spry. Uh, yeah, running downhill. You are, actually. I, I was impressed. You're naturally you're a natural athlete. If it wasn't for that mullet in the 90s, you might have done something with your life. <laughs> I did. That mullet. It wasn't even a mullet. We, we, we don't have time to rest around here. I was trying here. to be a photographer. Okay, there you go. Hey, we <laughs> want to get into the meat of the podcast right now, and uh, we've been going through the man card. Uh, we've talked about protecting integrity or the trailhead. Uh, we've talked about uh, uh, fighting apathy or the climb. When I say these terms that have to do with hiking, these are the names of the books in our man card series. So we want our guys, hey, pick up these books and start a team. The third aspect of manhood is called the summit, and that is pursuing God passionately. Today I want to talk about the descent, which is uh, leading courageously. And one of the things I've learned here is, and I'm just going to give you my take, everybody's got their opinion on what leadership looks like. I'm really going to talk uh, about spiritual leadership mostly, but leadership in general, you know, leading your family well, seeing the big picture, you know, having the ability of a man to get in the back of your family, uh, to lead from the back, by example, and and see the big picture. You know, we don't defer leadership. One of the things, I don't know if you know this, Dale, but most problems on Mount Everest and most deaths, most deaths occur in the de- the death zone, which is a, the, above, uh, I think it's, a two tw- it's 26,247 feet. I think that's 13,000 right 13, meters, but we don't speak about meters because we're wow. Americans and we won those wars. And so uh, at in the death zone, more deaths occur on the way down. I think there are many factors, but one of the things is, man, I've summited, I've taken the picture. Uh, there's a tendency on the part of men to relax mm-hmm. once we conquer. We see this in marriage, right? I got the ring on her finger. I won. Now it's on to the next pursuit. We see a lot of marriage problems because the men compartmentalize that conquering. And so uh, it's the same thing with spiritual leadership. I think a lot of guys will relax. And what happens in the church, for example, a guy will take his kids, he'll have this experience with God, he'll reach the apex or the summit of manhood. His family statistically will follow him, and then he just passes them off to the church and walks away. And I, I think spiritual leadership is something way deeper. Now, I'm not saying that we should lord it over our families. Uh, I think the man is the head of the household. He is the leader. He is the one responsible. But the women, if women are listening, I think women need to be the neck. <laughs> you know, many things I do are because Shanna tells me to do them. <laughs> I don't know about Heather, you knew, but but uh, today Shanna said, okay, now our parents come over for graduation. You need to be like this and do this, and you need to relax. <laughs> okay, honey. So now I'm going to portray this epitome of poise, thanks yeah. to Shanna. <laughs> oh man! So so right now, Dale, when we talk about leading our families, what are, what is something that you're looking at uh, with your family? How what are you doing to lead your family down that mountain of uh, manhood? Well, something that Heather's been hammering me with over the years is uh, our personal health and mm-hmm. uh, well being and and all that stuff, and so. You know, you you're young, and so you think, well, I can eat whatever I want for the mm-hmm. most part. We don't do Twinkies, ho hos, that kind of stuff, but we just eat well, and uh, we do. You're every, learning to eat well. We're we do a, everything we do is home cooked meals, and it's around the table, 
And so we, for how long though? I mean, this let's. How long have you been doing this? This is oh, not a, since day one. So where's the struggle with your health been? So like, well, when when I was doing youth ministry, it's like you eat late at night. Uh, Eating you out a lot. Uh, well, there's probably some of that too, but I mean, we, what we do as I think people is we compare ourselves to others and we need to stop doing that because yeah. I can say, oh man, we eat way better than a lot of people, which we do, mm-hmm. but not for, we need to just take care of ourselves for us. And so that means, um, eating more fruits and vegetables, exercising more, those kind of things. And so, yeah, the health, uh, taking care of our health, our weight and, uh, getting a tackle on that. Yeah. For a while there, I did CrossFit like religiously and, uh, and I lost a ton of weight and I was feeling good. You know, you, when you're feeling good, you eat better. Yeah. And so, uh, it's just a matter of getting back on that track. And then I, you know, I got three daughters and a son that I gotta, I gotta show that to I was reading an article yesterday that I saw that popped up and it said, one of the things said, never tell your daughters or your, your wife, um, what was it? something about their weight or say, Hey, you need to lose weight or you have to just be an example of it. Yep. Well, you know, I know for us right now, um, the weight is always a struggle for us and, and an issue that we work on. But for us right now, we have our youngest son graduating tomorrow and I have the privilege of speaking at the baccalaureate tonight where I'm having to lead Shanna in is life after kids. Mm -hmm. So we're entering this new phase of life, which we're really excited about. (laughs) But she's grieving because her and Colton are the most alike of the three. And uh, she's really grieving. So I'm trying to lead her through that process. But there's a a leadership involved there. And so when we asked these guys, you know, I I was hunting with my cousin years and years ago, and we killed this really nice buck. And we were walking out and I had half the buck on my back and I kept sliding, sliding, sliding down the hill. And he said, Jimmy, Nose over toes, baby. Nose over toes. And so when we're going down this hill, we have to get traction, which means keeping our nose over our toes, focusing on the downhill, and not deferring our leadership to somebody else, not relaxing and leaning back. And I've had guys, I had a guy the other day, I said, what is a spiritual leader? And I was in a group of men. I was on one of our Great Hunt for God teams. And a guy pointed to me, and he said, you. And I said, no, bro, you. The problem with this is guys get overwhelmed. If I were to share what I do with my wife spiritually and my family, uh, I think a lot of guys would be discouraged and say, I can't do that. Well, I've been working on this for 25 years. Mm. I would say start with the basics, man. Hey, here's one. How about go find a local church and start going on Sunday? Tell your family that's more important than traveling sports. Mm-hmm. Another one is <laughs> pray before the meals. That's not hard to do. Pray before the meals. Uh, you know, another one is... Uh, let let your kids see your Bible in front of you, or you can say if you're if you're a guy who gives a check to the church or a worthy cause, let your kids see that. Let them understand there's a giving. Serve in your community, coach a sport, do a lot of things like Absolutely. this. And so there's a lot here that we can talk about. But uh, we are done with our ten minutes. If you have more questions, you can definitely reach out to us. Go to the Great Hunt for God app and under contact us, we will get a hold of you. Uh, you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast, equipping men in ten, where we want to help you guys become the best version of you. So thanks so much for listening. Share this episode. Write a positive review. Uh, man, we want to hear from you. We want to get in the arena and and live in the arena, live in the fray, live in the fight where there's dust and blood and sweat, but we are the men in the arena. And remember, males are born. Men are made. Until next time, be a man.
This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of a man, then purchase your own copy of the Field Guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough entries to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your copy for you and your friends on our website at thegreathuntforgod.com. You will also find our five-book Man Card series. Grab several copies, recruit some friends, and champion the cause for men today. We are a donor-supported, non-profit organization with the mission to transform the lives of men and those they love. If today's podcast has inspired you, consider being a financial champion by going to The Great Hunt for God and click the Give link in the menu drop-down. Also, download The Great Hunt for God app today. It is available in all the app stores for all devices. It has videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of The Great Hunt for God. Thank you for listening, and good hunting. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.